Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frog Snacks Podcast. It is episode 114, and we are on the eve of E3 2017. Very exciting stuff. Uh, we are expecting a lot, and as is tradition, we are going to do our uh, E3 primer episode, kind of go over what we think we're going to be looking at, what we what we would like to see, what the deal is. So, uh, anything you wanted to say before we get started, or should we just jump right in? I think it would be... Nice to offer the just a uh, you know a ten thousand foot view note of the fact that this is this is yet another year where E three is going to be kind of trying to uh, reassert its its importance within the gaming sphere. True. Uh, particularly, let's not forget this is the first year where regular people will be going to the show. Yeah, and I, from what I heard, the tickets sold out, like, really quickly. Well, I mean, there weren't that many of them. Right. And for a lot of people, like, around our age, the very fact that they're finally doing this is still, like, a holy grail-type moment, even though, as we broke down when we talked about it when the decision was first handed out, uh, in reality... Like, if you were excited about E3 as I was and as you were growing up, you are much, much, much better served attending a show like PAX, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is exactly what has eroded the the overall importance of E3. You know, what was once the once a year mega blowout, you know, announcement festival and frenzy is now has now turned into a you know, year-long thing and where there's all these PAX conventions and other things too, like Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Uh, where it's happening all the time. So important stuff shit still happens at E3, but it is notably less, you know, revered and, and drooled after than it was in years past. So it's going to be interesting to see if the changes they made just from, like, the programming standpoint are going to help reassert the show's importance in the overall landscape. Yeah, and and I think the fact that we everybody's kind of expecting a lot this year is going to help with that entire image. Like this is this is kind of like good timing with them right. uh, having the public there for the first time, and then and then you know the the switch is brand new, and there's just a lot of you know uh, hardware from from all the um, from all the hardware developers uh, that that we're expecting to see a lot from, but we'll get into that. But also I was going to say that it is utterly fascinating to me to see the evolution of how, again, E3 was a trade show when it began, right? Like it is ostensibly for, you know, retail partners, you know, and the press, et cetera, et cetera. And there's still an element of that there, but it is now so blindingly apparent that, like all the programming and all the press conferences or whatever are made 100% in mind, 100% with consumers in mind. I mean, right down to the fact that Sony, in a very nice touch, uh, it, it has partnered with all these movie theaters so you can go to the movie theater and watch the press conference. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, it's, it, it's super wild. But um, I say let's get started with Microsoft. Less. Microsoft is probably the big kahuna for in, in terms of anticipation here because they have a tremendous amount to try to establish with this show. They don't have to establish everything because, again, to the point I was making earlier, E3 is just one show now, right? So they, there's Gamescom later in the year uh, and, and like PAX Prime and things like that where they can choose to announce and show off more, but... This is supposed to be the coming out party for Scorpio. Yeah, so we, as of uh, today, we yep. do not know a price for Scorpio. We, um, but that's really it. Like we don't know what it, we don't know what it looks like, and we don't know how much it costs. We do know full system specs, I believe, um, and we do know what it intends to do and how it stacks up with PS4 Pro. But we don't know what it looks like, and we don't know how much it costs. I imagine that that is going to be, like, the big, like, reveal, right? I mean, it must be, because to your point, right? Yeah, they, they already, they team with Digital Foundry, which is a nice move. And Digital Foundry's like, yeah, this is going to be 
some powerful ship. So I was like, yeah. okay, well now we've established that you know it has a big dick. So yeah. now we want to know. It's like thanks. Now we want to know what else does it do? <laughs> Microsoft's yeah. like thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they're like smiling at. They give you like that sheepish smile. Like yeah, we know. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so, but, but besides, besides picture and, um, and and cost, right? I think what this, what this is inevitably, inevitably going to be about is Microsoft's philosophy going forward. We know about Play Anywhere, and we know about you know them just kind of creating the console as this middle ground for everybody to enjoy their stuff without you know, uh, catering specifically to people who don't take gaming really seriously. So right. what I, th- what I think this is really going to be about, you know, they're going to do the big the dramatic like unveiling of, of what the thing looks like and how much it's going to cost. Sure. But I think that this is going to really just be a jumping off point for them to say like, this is what the next year or two for us is going to look like. They're probably going to do this big showcase of, of, uh, currently, unannounced play anywhere games. Um, they'll do this cool montage, right? And I think that they're going to probably do some type of backwards compatibility with play anywhere. I think that they're probably going to take some like high profile previous gen game, like maybe red dead redemption or, or GTA four or something. And, or maybe even like halo three and say like, Okay, you know, we're going to this is this is what it's going to look like on Scorpio and this is how you're going to be able to interact with this game with Xbox Play Anywhere. And I think that that's going to be the majority of the actual uh Scorpio stuff whether or not it can do some like maybe VR or or what or what, you know what I mean? Well, I think they're going to go and- Play Anywhere, I absolutely think, is going to be a big part of the presentation, but they're going to need to do more than that, right? Because, mm-hmm. again, Scorpio is supposed to be, you know, the the fancy-ass, high-spec, big-dick machine, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to prove to everybody, or they have to make a pitch to everybody, that this is going to be worth the money. Because it's almost assuredly going to be in, like, the 500 Club. Yeah. So they have to be able to go out to people. They're going to have to do something along my sort of montage you're talking about to say to people, hey, at least the console crowd, hey, you want this, you know? Uh, this is going to be a worthy addition to your life. It's going to be worth the money you're going to have to come out of pocket. Uh, and to do that, you hinted about games. Uh, Microsoft right now is in pretty dire need of some fresh blood. We know there's a few things coming, like there's, um, what is the rare shit called? Um, the Rare Pirate game, and I've already forgotten the name of it, but uh, the, the game that Rare is working on for Microsoft. Sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves, there you go. Yeah. That could be something good, but that's only one thing. We know Crackdown 3 is still coming along, mm-hmm. which again sounds cute and all, but it's really going to have to wow people. Uh, because the problem is this, that Microsoft, the, the franchises that carried Microsoft to glory through the 360 gen, which were Halo and Gears, are now no longer hot, frankly. Yeah. You know? Both of them still retain pretty nice, decent-sized fan bases, and they can still sell, like, a million copies or whatever. But they no longer drive the conversation in the way that they did in the 360 gen. You know, and they no longer drive the Xbox platform in the way that they did in the 360 gen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is now an Overwatch world, right? Yeah. Overwatch is on Xbox, but still, uh, that's not in the control of Microsoft. So they're going to need something up their sleeve that can help uh, right the ship in that regard. Like, they're going to need something that they can go out to people and be like, we still have hot shit on this platform. Yeah. Hopefully we can get uh, an actual, um, you know, release date for some of these games so that people don't feel like, oh, okay, well, I'll get it eventually. I think that there, there needs to be some sense of urgency saying, like, you guys have been sleeping on us. Like, yeah, we have, we've, but we've been, like, quietly working on this, and it's all coming out at this time. And Scorpio's going to cost this much, and if 
you're interested, like you need to get it because all this shit is are going to be, is going to be available like post haste. And I think that that's going to be, I think that the, that the sense of urgency is going to be a big deal. Cause right, cause right now, like they're very, very, very behind. And I think that no, if they, yeah, they absolutely were. And, and I think there's a report that said, I think from some, I believe it was a retail, either Sony or retail in Europe that was like, yeah, PlayStation is outselling Xbox literally three to one. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's like, I think that they need to say, they need to say like, for those of you who have in the industry and consumers who have been biding their time because there hasn't, it doesn't seem like we've been working on much, you know, lo and behold, this is what we have on the slate. So I think that that, that needs to be a thing. Um, I think that there needs to be some like breakthrough announcement that gets everybody like turning their heads. I think that, you know, I, I'm not expecting a halo related announcement, but I they think already said there probably is one. But I think that they're, you know, I, I think, I think that <laughs> that would be. It would have to be like on that level of of importance and on that level of, you know, uh, urgency. Where it's like, hey, we got this coming out. Like everybody, pay attention to us now. So. It's got. It's always like there's going to be some new games that they're going to announce that they have to. But I think that there needs to be some type of bombshell, especially one that is going to mitigate the likely very high cost of the Scorpio. And plus, the thing's got to look good because Xbox is not known for like pretty systems, at least not at first. You know, right? You know the the slim versions always look a lot better, but the Scorpio can't be like this. You know, old school like. Like home entertainment DVD looking box. Oh god, you yeah. Know? Xbox One OG was like, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, and I mean, and even the original, you know, even even the initial Xbox One was not ugly, but it was big. It was unwieldy. You know, it's it's certainly like like it's bigger than my set top box. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at them right now, and. So I think that they could. I think that they could stand to, you know, uh, do some, um, you know, industrial design there. But, but yeah, the 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 focus on this is is got to be has got to be it for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They really have to come out the gate strong on this one. And to be clear, when I'm talking about games, at least me, uh, that is less focused on Scorpio specifically. Because I think at the end of the day, I think they know that Scorpio itself is going to be a little bit of an edge use case, uh, as is the PS4 Pro, right? Yeah. But I think they still want to have a really good coming out party for it because they want to make Scorpio, I think, is going to kind of be a a little bit of a probably a little bit of a loss leader for them, frankly. Right. Like, I I can't imagine it's something they imagine they're going to make a ton of money on. But I think it's something that they're going to use to try to reestablish uh, the Xbox brand, right? That's, yeah. that's what we're really talking about here. Yeah, exactly. So, and, I, and I can see it happening if they do it the way that we envision them doing it. Or not envision them doing it, but hope that they do it, right? Right, right. And that's ultimately a good thing for everybody because uh, industry where it is – you know, uh, any any player too dominant is not particularly good news for anybody. So we want Microsoft to be a actual competitor because that only means better games for everybody. You know? Right, exactly. And and you know, speaking of dominance, I think now's a good time to switch over to Sony and see what they're doing. Right. <laughs> Um, Which, you mean sitting on their pile of money, well, cackling while throwing it at everybody? Well, here, well, yes, but here's the thing, right? They they know that Microsoft hasn't like thrown in the towel, so yeah, they've kind of been gliding along nicely. But here's here's the the deal with uh, with Sony right now. The mm-hmm. the pro is out, right? Mm-hmm. From what I understand, sales figures on the pro aren't that crazy. Um, has to set the world on fire. No, but that's that's you know fine. I don't think they need to answer for themselves because, like the Scorpio, it's not intended for the thing to make a lot of money. But without there being without there being this like 
this like inherent marriage to PC gaming that Microsoft has, you know, Sony kind of has to push forward some other stuff. And it almost seems like they've like, you know, uh, you know, pardon the the crassness of the statement, but blown their load for all of these like huge profile (laughs) exclusive games that came out earlier this year. Right. Like there's, uh, I'm sure there's some stuff left on the docket, but um, you know, right now they're, they're sitting pretty, but they need to position themselves in a place where Microsoft doesn't come up in E3, say, Hey, look at this system. Look how much it costs. Look at all of this important ass shit that you're going to be able to do with it. PC, PC gamers. Look at this console. People look at this, right? Halo. Do I have to yell it any louder? Like, Halo, right? Like you don't want, you don't want, want Microsoft you can't rest on your laurels in this in this industry, and, and I and I don't think Sony is, but they're clearly on top right now, and and I think that a lot of the stuff that we can expect out of Sony, we already kind of know about. The only thing that we're looking for really is like more information. They're not going to, you know, they they might announce they they might give us more information on stuff that we already know about. We already know about Shenmue Three. We already know about the new God of War. We already know about um, Kojima, Kojima Productions, right? We already know about these things. What what do you think Sony is supposed to be surprising us with, other than hey guys, we're still relevant. We're still doing a really good job here. Well, they some uh, folks from Sony have already been teasing uh, Japanese games coming back to console, so. I, I'm wondering if this is going to be more... Here's one of the things, side, sidebar, one of the things that's really annoying about the current environment, which is all the, like, fake exclusive talk, uh, which Sony is super guilty of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is like, oh, they make all these announcements at their conferences, oh, we have these exclusive games coming, then you find out that they're A, either flat out not, or B, it's some timed exclusive bullshit, you know what I mean? Or something like that. And I expect that there's going to be a ton of that. Mm-hmm. A ton. So they're probably going to announce all these, like, you know, either relatively high-profile or high-profile, like, Japanese games, uh, which would be interesting, given that we know that the Japanese gaming industry is absolutely having a moment this year. Uh so it'll be interesting just from that perspective to see what gets announced. But uh, I, I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of, you know, smoke and mirrors, quote unquote, exclusives being announced that we're going to find out are really not, which is not necessarily a problem. But again, going back to what I was saying to you, I think this off podcast last year, that the Sony presentation last year was largely smoke and mirrors. Mm hmm. Because, you know, you had the FF7 remake. Oh, my God, the FF7 remake, the dream come true. Uh, that's already in development hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we know that that was technic. that's another timed exclusive or whatever. Uh, and then you have Shenmue 3, which they were just announcing a Kickstarter. Which, which was even more ridiculous because I was like, Sony, if you're going <laughs> to announce a game, at least like pony up so that the game is actually a thing. It right. wasn't even actually a thing yet. They just announced, hey, this is going to be a Kickstarter. You should support the game if you want to see it. Hey, great. Yeah. You so know? so we uh, we just heard today, I think, uh, from uh, the man, Kojima himself, that there isn't going to be any talk about Death Stranding at E3. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's if, another thing. I don't know if that's like – I you know, I believe him, but it's Hideo Kojima, and I think that – I don't want to say like he's he's like bluffing, but I think I think that like that just means that there's that there might be some other uh, like announcement that he's going to make like during E3, but not at E3. And it's going to be like this weird like, you know, like Kojima style stunt. But um, maybe but, or but, remember Gamescom Tokyo Game Show. You can you can always come out. Later yeah, here, Tokyo so. to- and Tokyo Game Show, I think, is. Very shortly after E3? Uh, usually September. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just a few months. So, who knows? I mean, they, they did release another, like, promotional image for the game uh, yesterday, along with the news that they weren't going to talk about it at E3. So, who knows? But I wouldn't expect anything. But 
Um, we did get some information about, um, about the Tokyo RPG factory. Uh, I really, really liked I am Setsuna. Um, I think it had like mixed to positive reviews. Um, but I thought it was like exactly what they needed and like did the game itself is like an, a, a B plus, right? But for what Square Enix needed and what I wanted out of a, like a modern Japanese RPG, it was an A plus. Like it was, it was exactly what it, they they like grooved that shit right down the middle. I knew they 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 nailed what was needed to be nailed, and I'm really excited for the next title. Uh, which they've already announced, so hopefully we can get some more information on that. And maybe, um, you know, I know they don't normally do something like this, but maybe, like, if they do talk about the RPG Factory, maybe say some other stuff like, hey, you know, uh, I'm Setsuna did really well. I, I mean, they they already ported it to Switch, right? So it's it's doing... It, I, I can't imagine it didn't it didn't do well. So maybe we'll get some more information on, on this... So uh, do you think that's something project. that Sony may haul out at their show? I think so. I, I think I think that they will say like, you know, these because th- because like you said, there's there's going to be this emphasis on Japanese games and coming back to console. Uh, I am Setsuna did did well. I'm guessing it was it, it was received well. I imagine it sold well also, and I think that there could be some type of announcement like. The Tokyo RPG Factory or some other, like, regional equivalent is making this, like, exclusive Japanese RPG for, you know, real exclusive for, um, you know, PS4 Vita. And it's going to, like, be in that same vein of, like, a sub-50 hour um, but still, like, pretty involved Japanese style RPG for the 2017 palette. Well, that may very well come to pass, but that would to me be a frankly kind of like a sidebar announcement. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Is like that's kind of what we're looking for is like a whole bunch of decent sidebar announcements with Sony because we already know what all their stuff is. Well, not necessarily. They could definitely pull out some surprises. You never know who's working on what, right? Yeah. For example, um, this is slightly jumping ahead, yet, but I'm sure that this is going to be talked about at Sony conference. Uh, that Square just formally announced that Dissidia Final Fantasy Arcade, uh, the game that they worked on with Team Ninja, is <laughs> coming to console uh, as of next year. Yeah. Uh, so, and actually, they're having Justin Wong and K. Brad do a presentation on it. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so I'm sure, and because it's so far it's only PS4 it's been announced for, I'm sure Sony's going to talk about that at their show. So I'm talk- I'm thinking that there's going to be stuff like on that scale uh, that we probably have not seen yet, but who knows. Uh, what we do know about already are there's the Insomniac Spider-Man game, you know, which I could personally care less about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll probably talk about The Last of Us 2. I'll get shot for saying this, but I could also personally care less about that too. Oh man. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I think that that's a definite possibility, but I think the last of us was, ah, uh, I don't want to say that I'd rather it be left alone, but I think that it was like such a daunting cinematic experience that adding to it will dilute it. But 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 at the at the end, it makes Sony money, and they want to you know announce it. Then I think that would be a cool thing. I think that that would definitely get people's attention. Well, it's already a thing. We know that. Yeah, that, that was already announced as of PSX. But uh, but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, they'll maybe they'll. A lot of people are screaming "fuck you" right now. So maybe they'll announce that they were kidding. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> That money pile is there. They're going to back their money truck right into that. I know. So, the, the Last of Us was truly amazing. And if they do come out with a sequel, I will get it. So. Exactly. Which is all they wanted to hear. Yep. Uh, and while we're in uh, Naughty Dog's territory, there's also that Uncharted spin off that they're probably going to talk about as well. Yep. And uh, we've already seen like a 
buttload of stuff for the Crash Bandicoot reboot. Um, they're already uh, they're already posting all these um, like speed runs of random levels uh, and everything. They are like really um, making this seem like a fun project that you know is is going to do exactly what it needs to do. Like it's just a straight remake of a lot of people's favorite old school platformers. Yep. I mean, that's also a kind of a sidebar type announcement. Oh yeah. Uh, Plus it's, it's also been a big out. exclusive because it's, that's going to be on PC. So yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, that they're def- they'll definitely talk about that because they know that they can, you know, tickle all the nostalgic fans of that one. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yep. Um, what else do they really have out there already? Uh, I mean, maybe Windjammers, the Windjammers uh, reboot. That is that's beyond a sidebar announcement. Like only people like you and I even know about that game. It was fun though. It's a very fun game, and <laughs> people should know about it, which is why I'm glad they're doing it. But that that's like asterisk announcement. Yeah. Like, like in the entire audience of PSX, there were probably like 20 people who knew what that game was before that trailer came out. They might and announce. When the trailer came out. Nobody still knew what it was. They they might announce a price drop, a hardware price drop, because they just did the. Um, uh, they just did the exclusive uh, gold and silver uh, versions of the PlayStation Four, and they're selling at two fifty. And two fifty has been a promotion, been like a semi permanent promotional price, but the official like MSRP is still two ninety nine. And I right. think that they might that might be a thing that they could do. Um, who knows? I actually everybody's been hating on the gold version of the PS Four. I think it's hot personally. It's like this cool champagne color. It's not like a gaudy like gold i have really i think it looks horrific everybody hates it i think it's i think it looks cool i mean here's the thing the console you can't beat black but i love the controller i have the gold ps3 controller mm-hmm. and i i love it i think it looks so cool and i want to get the controller the ps4 gold controller but i'm sure you'll be able to get that yeah well they're selling they're selling them separately so I'll, right. I'll I'll get it eventually, but um, I think it looks cool. I, I know I'm. I mean, mind. I'll file that one under. If that makes you happy, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just very happy for you. But everyone I think that hate, thing looks. Everyone hates it. I don't believe it. But that thing looks fine. like the worst of like okay. 2000s rapper excess. Like yeah, dog. Mm, you know, I got that no. gold plate of PS4 with the diamond encrusted inset. What you know mm, about that? No. No. That's what it looks like to me. Pshaw. <laughs> no. Everybody has a different take on it. But all right. Well, uh, console calls hardly the end of, you know, end all be all. But yeah, Sony, I think that more or less is where they're at. They basically have to try and be like, hey, we are going to continue to be the, the spot, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to we're going to continue to like build on our our relative dominance this this uh this year. So that brings us to uh, the last of the hardware developers, uh, Nintendo. Let's talk about Nintendo. Let and us talk about – didn't you feel a little tickled as you said, like, let's talk about Nintendo? Well, you know what? Yes and no because Nintendo kind of pissed me off this week as they did with a lot of people. Um, two days ago – no, yesterday. The Pokemon Direct? Yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it two days ago? It was yesterday. Okay, yesterday, right? Which, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, was my birthday and I was very excited. <laughs> I was very excited to have a, a big, awesome Pokemon announcement on my birthday. And mm-hmm. I, like many other people, were a little disappointed in, in the actual announcement. It, they announced um, Pokken coming to Switch, which I think is really great and cool. Which and is going to be awesome. And I think makes a lot of sense and is great. And everybody's like, okay, fine. And then they're like, let's get to the announcement that we all want to hear. And they didn't have it. And I, I guess that's kind of... Um, you know, it was a very sobering moment. It was, uh, you know, it, it was, it, it, everybody... It was a salty moment. Oh, yeah. It, everybody was expecting um, a Pokemon game to be named for the Switch. It didn't yep. have to be Pokemon Stars, but that was the one that, you know, people were, were estimating would be the case. Um, but what they ended up doing was uh, doing the uh, the Gen 7 remakes, uh as uh, 3DS exclusives, which, you know, made sense once it was, like, explained to to right. me. Uh, you know, Game Freak does this 
uh, all the time. Uh, I think they did uh, Black 2 and White 2 for the original DS, like two years after the 3DS had come out because they didn't want to, you know, move it forward until they had like a brand new generation to go on, which makes sense, which sure, fine, whatever. The thing that, um, the thing that I thought was, was crazy though, was that I think Game Freak came out and said that these games are not going to come out for the Switch. So it looks like we are going to have to wait for a full new generation of Pokemon games to get one on the Switch. If they even ever decide to do that ever, or if they just keep it on a handheld and, and it's, it's, you know, it was, it, it was a little disappointing. And then the other thing is that it doesn't seem like they are continuing the, um, the tradition of doing the third release right. because this is now the third Pokemon generation in a row where they have not done it. Uh, Pokemon black and white was supposed to have uh, Pokemon gray, right? That was the, that was the, <coughs> that, that was the guess title. Uh, but they did Black 2 and White 2. Um, X and Y were supposed to have Pokemon Z, and they just didn't do um, a second version of X and Y at all. Um, they went straight to Sun and Moon, um, and now they're doing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon um, instead of uh, Pokemon Stars, even though they had like this this like really like gregarious uh, promotional image of like a bunch of Pokemon people looking at stars and they were like, (laughs) and they were like, look to the stars. And we were like, okay, Nintendo, we know what you're going to do. And then they did ultra sun and ultra moon. And everybody was like, what the, what, what (laughs) is, what in Sam Hill is going on here? Nintendo, everybody, uh, everybody took off their cowboy hat and threw it on the ground. And were like, what in tarnation is going on? And (laughs) they started stomping on it. Yeah. And so, uh, so, uh, Listen, I, I I think it'd be you know um, petty of me to to you know be disappointed with Nintendo you know off of an eight minute promotional um, you know video for for Pocket Tournament essentially. Uh, we do have E three coming up next week, so there's... I was gonna say because I still hear the rumor mill has not died yet, and it is entirely possible that Nintendo may have asked. A game freak to hold that particular one out, um, you know, for a broader. Because here's the thing: now we can talk about the. And I'm sorry you had to have that particular disappointment on your birthday, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think let's think about like the broader strategy for Nintendo in this one. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo is in a very interesting place right now, because I would say this is the first time. Since uh, they've been talking about for years that they're they're basically trying to create a new path forward, uh, which is that sidesteps the bloodbath hardware, you know, dick measuring contest I mentioned of Sony and Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And it truly is like a, a comedic dick measuring contest at this stage, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I can do two teraflops. Oh, one, I can do three. You know, it's stupid. So, all for this exact same pool of games. Yeah. So, Nintendo has talked a big game about having a strategy that sidesteps that. And that is large... I maybe shouldn't use the word... I was going to say it was largely bullshit, but it wasn't. It's just that they never were really able to make that, like, for real. With the Switch, that's now for real. Like, they have now successfully, at least initially, successfully carved out an entirely different niche for themselves mm-hmm. that is separate and distinct from what Sony and Microsoft are doing. Yeah. Which is really exciting. It is really exciting, and, you know, we can't, you know, we can't ignore it because it's, it's like taking the world by storm currently. The Switch is still... Uh, you know, three months after release, like still really difficult to get your hands on. Um, I think, uh, you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just sold comically well. Like it, it, this is, this makes ever since it was actually released and got into the hands of people, it's, it's, everybody's just agreed vehemently that this makes a lot of sense, especially for Nintendo. And so there's, there's clearly like so much stuff going on for them. Like this is, this is 
you know, yeah, I was disappointed at the at the Pokemon Direct, but you know, Pokemon is is only one of very many Nintendo franchises that I'm that I'm you know legitimately very fond of. So we still you know need to know when uh, Super Mario Odyssey is coming out. We still need to know what the deal is with like all this other stuff. Like we need to know if they have any you know real long term plans for the 3ds. Um, so. <laughs> So here's, here's what I'm thinking on this yeah. point. Yeah. So this, this all what I everything I just said was to basically lay out the argument that this is going to be uh, kind of a second coming out party for the Switch. Yeah. Which is basically like they did the big thing in January, which was like, okay, we're gonna have this awesome new machine. The machine came out, it kicks ass, everybody loves it, and they basically like give me more. So now this is Nintendo's first shot to be like, we've got more coming. Yeah, uh, which is mainly going to be building on what they've already announced uh, at that January presentation, uh, which is Fire Emblem Warriors for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned this is I'm following this in. I'll believe it when I see it. But they currently still claim Xenoblade Chronicles Two is a thing for this year. Uh, currently, yeah, like I said, right now, I, I, I cannot possibly believe that that game is not going to slip but sure they're talking about that for 2017 mario odyssey which is probably going to be the flagship right that's also we know that's definitely they need that thing out there this year right that's going to be the the holiday go-getter right yes uh we know splatoon 2 is coming out july so they're going to talk about that more yeah they'll probably get the biggest push final push for that game uh, Arms is c- going to come out. Actually, it comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. The reviews so, are already out. The official reviews are already out. Yeah, the reviews are already pretty favorable from what I can see at a glance. Uh, Arms is going to come out. They're going to talk about that, and then there's going to be all sorts of stuff. Nintendo is still very good at pulling out all sorts of random things that you did not even think about uh, during an E3 presentation. I would argue that they, of the big three, even though they have very much their own style of doing things, uh, I would argue that they most, they still most uh, stick to the old school E3 is like the biggest time that we announce, you know, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given that this is a brand new platform, and here's where we come back to like the 3DS, I still, I still believe that this machine is going to be the the great coming together of all the Nintendo kingdoms, right? So the handheld and the console Nintendo kingdoms are finally going to join together in this one. And I still think that's going to be the case. It's just perhaps not as going, not going to be as uh, quick and seamless as a lot of us thought it was going to be because the 3DS is still a hot machine. So they are not going to let it go quietly into that good night if it can still make a few dollars for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? But what I'm I'm looking to see is if there is anything like major new from internal Nintendo Studios. From what we know from like the 3DS Direct from earlier this year, so far that does not seem to be the case. Like so far, everything new that's coming out from Nintendo for the 3DS is stuff that was already in development for years or like quick and dirty projects. Like there's a rumor that it's going to be a remake of uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which would be great. Yeah. But what I'm looking to see is if they're committing any, like if they commit any like new resources to like a big 3DS project, then I would be given cause to rethink that particular assumption. But I think that they're basically winding down the game mill at least internally on 3ds while still continuing to push it as a hey this is going to be like our low cost nintendo uh entry point you know you want to get your hands on some nintendo games while well, we've got a shitload of awesome ones yeah and once third parties for a 3ds which is still a great machine even if it's old mm-hmm. uh we got the 2ds xl coming out everything's going to be nice and cheap have at it but I'm expecting to see that most of the great Battleship Nintendo's resources are going to be all guns forward on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, yes. 
I and I, I like I think when I when I when we talk about this last, I said that I thought that the 3DS is going to uh, you know continue for a couple more years alongside the Switch before that happens, meaning there is going to be a lot of dual releases. But uh, yeah, obviously the focus is on the Switch, and I think it's going to be this is where we're really going to see or at least this year, the remainder of this year, beginning with E3, we're going to start seeing, okay, well, w- how much of that is true? Like, how quickly are they planning on phasing out the 3DS? And I'm saying it's not going to be gone for a little bit longer than probably what you're guessing it's going to be gone in. And I think that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming out in the 3DS is, is like, you know, a, a, a point in that column that it's going to be around for a little bit longer than you might think, even though they're not going to like, you know, they're not going to be announcing any, you know, full steam ahead projects exclusively for the 3DS at this E3. But there, this is another case of, you know, we'll get to see where their philosophy lies. Like, you know, what are they going to try and bring over? It looks like they've already started a trend of taking Wii U games and porting them to the Switch. Uh, and, and I fully support, of course. And, and, uh, even some 3ds games, we, we already got monster hunter, uh, double cross announced for the switch. Maybe they'll, it's still technically not been announced for a North American release. Maybe this is where they'll do it. Um, maybe I think that's one of like, that's probably one of the highest probably announcements of the entire show. Yeah. Uh, monster hunter double cross coming out in North America, maybe, um, you know, we're already starting to see like the first wave of uh, exclusive um, peripherals. You know, we we the the Splatoon Pro controller got uh, got announced a couple of days ago, or earlier today, or yesterday, or whatever. That looks really cool. Obviously, we want to see more of that. Nintendo is not shy to come out with like ninety different color schemes for no reason for they really all aren't. other things. But I'm all for it. Like. I got my Switch, and it is solid gray, and I'm just happy I have it, but if this is just going to be one of those things where down the line, if I need another Switch uh, for whatever reason, and I got a whole bunch of different colors to choose from, hey, that's that's really cool for me. Like, that that's that's awesome. I want to see... I want to see exclusive Splatoon colors. I want to see exclusive Monster Hunter colors. I want to see an exclusive, um, you know, Mario version that maybe gets, uh, you know packaged with odyssey whenever odyssey comes out um i want to see all that stuff um there and already is a monster Hunter one but it's kind of whack looking like you just put a little couple it's simple designs on the dock and that was that yeah yeah they they just they just did some of that but like fine that's still fine by me i don't care it doesn't need, it right. doesn't need to be like each one doesn't need to be amazing i just want different color options you know right right, right um right. You know, so, one one is going to catch my eye one day, and I'm going to get it, and I'm going to never let go, like my Yoshi Edition 3DS. <laughs> Which is a great-looking 3DS. There's no doubt about that. And nobody has it. It doesn't seem to be as popular. This, this, is, the, this is the gold PS4 all over again. <laughs> well, see, that's different, because people think the gold PS4 is flat-out but ugly. But the Yoshi 3DS looks very cool, but I guess it just was not... Um, it didn't set the world on fire in terms of people saw it and I was like, oh, I need to have that. Yeah. You saw it and you're like, I need to have that. Right. And uh, if uh, it, other people looked at like Monster Hunter or, or, or in particular, funny because people are saying the gold 3DS looks like pure ass, but everybody, you know, jerked off to the Majora's Mask one, which does not look terribly different. So. Yeah. The Majora's Mask one was hot though. I, I almost got my hands on one too. I just sold out too quickly, but I'm not going to lie. That did look, kind of, that did look better than the gold PS4 at any rate, but I think that was more to do with the actual Majora's Mask designs that were on it. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, as far as games, uh, like you said, Monster Hunter Double Cross, which I'm presuming will be Generations Ultimate in the States. I'm definitely want to hear about that. Nintendo, because they have all these periodic Nintendo Directs, are probably not going to talk much about 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to speculate too much on that, but I would imagine they've done an excellent job of turning Fire Emblem from a literally like D-tier franchise in their catalog to now triple A. Yeah. I like don't. Fire Emblem is like their hottest property now. Yeah, and and uh, with Disgaea Five complete being out on on the Switch, which is a a beautiful and amazing thing, by the way. Uh, I think that 
um, we're, it's just a matter of time before we get uh, a, a new um, Fire Emblem game on the Switch. They already said it's happening next year, so right. they might they might put out a few initial details. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm ex- I'm expecting at least a couple of surprise like collaborations. Uh, you know who knows it. I don't think Bayonetta three is going to be a formal thing yet because even Platinum's like Platinum is being very cagey about it already. But they but they're publicly saying things. They're like, yeah, if we decide to do Bayonetta three, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't imagine that that's going to be something that was already committed to. If they're saying stuff like that, they probably would just have not said anything, especially because usually unprompted. At least that's stuff that came through in interviews. But we'll see. Switch should be Switch. I'm expecting them to further cement uh, their status as we're in our own lane, you know, come fuck with us or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we don't have a tremendous, tremendous amount of time, so we should probably get to the third parties we want to talk about. Yeah, so let's do Ubisoft, right? We we know that the... Um we know that the new South Park game is coming out at the end of this year. We know that the new, uh, that like weird new Star Trek game is coming out at the end of the year where you're right. like in the bridge of the enterprise, which is just wild to me. Um, we, uh, uh, Wildlands is out and they keep adding to it. I'm sure that we'll get some like DLC announcement. Um, we haven't, uh, and then Far Cry 5 is already announced and, uh, For Honor also. Uh, I think Far Cry 5, we're going to see a lot about that game at E3. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of Far Cry, but the 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 one thing that we haven't seen in a long time uh, is uh, is an Assassin's Creed thing. Like, this was once, like, we were just, like, drowning in them, and we haven't heard much about it. I, I don't know if they're going to keep that up, like, you know, keep quiet about it. Uh, maybe they've well, silently killed it. Well, this year. Yeah, but it's like, we don't, but we don't know what it is, I don't think. I would imagine that this is going to be the coming out party for it, and mm-hmm. I, was, I would argue Assassin's Creed is where they have the most to prove, because as you said, we were drowning in Assassin's Creed games for a while, uh, and then the, the quality just dramatically fell off. Yeah. So, and so they've of course successfully poisoned the brand. So now they have to be like, all right, well, can we make people give a shit again? Mm-hmm. So that is that is their the task in front of them, and that's probably the biggest. That's probably the biggest thing they have facing them. Like Far Cry is going to be a huge game for them to talk about because of how at least superficially controversial it is, and uh, how uh, different it's going to try to be. At least supposedly within the confines of the usual Ubisoft templates, but. Um, but Assassin's Creed, they have to actually like reestablish a brand here. So that would be fun to see if they can uh, make something that people will actually care about. Uh, and then I wonder if like we're going to hear anything about, let's say, The Division. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe they'll um, maybe they'll announce some type of uh, massive patch or, or, or DLC or something. Uh, they. M- it's tough because we don't – I feel like we haven't heard much about it and I think that this is going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, Destiny 2 is getting a ton of hype right now. Are they going to try and match it or are they completely removing themselves from this this game for now? Like what are they doing? Or are they going to announce the Division 2? It may be. I think that that would be um, – Ah, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I think that they would really have to impress me, like me personally. Like if they don't, if they don't cater the <laughs> the Destiny <laughs> Two announcement for for snacks, yes. then I'm going to consider it uh, a dead on arrival. <laughs> and we'll come back to Destiny Two, but yeah, as far as the division, uh, I think what you're saying there is true of a lot of people, frankly. Because the division had a lot of hype, it came out, and it was just riddled with problems, much in the same way Destiny was, right? Yeah. So, and I so that's why I actually brought that up because I was saying, much like Bungie is saying, well, let's hit the reset button and try and do Destiny two and see if we can make a go of it. Um, maybe Ubisoft will try and say the same thing because they've done a lot of work on the division. But even so, I don't think I still think it's a shell of its former self, uh, even with all the updates and tweaking that they've tried to do. So 
maybe at this point they're just going to be like, all right, well, let's see if we can just do a whole new game and uh, see if we can more systematically address the complaints. It just we'll seems it just seems like Bungie has learned a lot more about themselves and what they can do uh, from from the tweaks that they've made up to Destiny, and Ubisoft yeah. hasn't uh, made as much like internal progress. Uh, with even with all of the practice they had with the first division, but we'll see. Maybe maybe I just haven't been paying enough attention. Um, but well, since since we're already in Destiny Land, we might as well skip to that because mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty much everything for Ubisoft anyway. Yep. Uh, and it's funny because now I'm thinking about it. Activision does not do its own press conference, which is really strange to me because they of all the third party publishers had probably the biggest incentive to do so. Yeah. I mean, to steal all the limelight to talk about Call of Duty, they could easily do it. And and remember, this is Activision Blizzard. So if they and Blizzard are going to go start talking about stuff, of course they could have justify having their their own conference. So I find it very strange that they don't. But whatever. I'm sure there will be a Destiny 2 presentation of some sort somewhere in E3. Uh, even though I have to say, initial, like, initial reporting from the event that they did, like, the coming out event, was basically like, well, it's Destiny, but prettier. And it's on PC, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that certainly did not inspire a ton of confidence uh, on the internet broadly, and certainly for me, as someone who kind of had my eye on it, just as, did they learn their lesson? Right. Um, and then there's already talk like, okay, well, we didn't hear enough that makes us confident that they're going to ship this game in a more complete state than Destiny 1 shipped, which is a big, big black mark against in my book. So I would personally like to see, and I think a lot of people would like to see, uh, Bungie come out and, and say something and give us some info that will make people feel better about where this thing is going as we head toward launch. I totally this agree. Is out September. I totally agree. And and maybe, you know, maybe they have more ideas to, you know, whether or not Ubisoft is going to do something with the division during E3 and if they maybe if they know about something that we don't know about, then that will incentivize them to make some type of announcement, but we'll have to see. We'll 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 know this time next week. So, let's do uh while we're talking about third party guys, let's do Bethesda. So, but that, but this is going to be really interesting this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's rumors of a new Wolfenstein. Yep. I have uh, the new order, and I have yet to play it, but it was very, very well received. Um, so that would be probably a good thing if they do that. They might do some new content for Fallout, perhaps. Who knows? I mean, they finished the DLC run for that game for the most part, and that game, by the way. Uh, not that I was disappointed with the game, but it seemed like that definitely, like the hype balloon for that definitely deflated pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. And you know what? I don't think that, uh, you know, it, it, it's complicated because I, I think that there is like a very different, from what I can tell, there's a very, there's, there, there's not as much overlap as you would think between fans of Elder Scrolls and fans of Fallout. And, 100%. And I think that maybe the the Fallout crowd was kind of like, I don't want to say over it, but let's look at some releases, right? Fallout, you know, we're still looking at like five, six years between each release. Right. But, you know, Fallout 3 was... Relevant for a really long time, and Fallout Four ended up being Fallout Three uh, with Fenway Park there, and <laughs> and like I think that it kinda I, was, and yeah. I don't and I I don't want to say like oh you, you know they they like shortchanged the Fallout crowd, but it really seemed like that was what it was, and if you look at the differences between uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. You're looking at like very, you know, like uh, incredibly varied and nuanced differences in the Elder Scrolls uh, lore and and uh, you know region accessibility and all that stuff. And, and and you know, there's Elder Scrolls Online too, which 
from what I have read, has become, like, a fairly respectable free-to-play uh, MMO. So I think that, you know, they might be not reeling back Fallout, but uh, there might be... Well, I think that we will sooner see some Elder Scrolls, uh, you know, announcement than we would see a Fallout announcement. And Probably. then that's just from... But that's just from Bethesda Game Studios. From Bethesda Softworks, they've got a pretty se- steady stream of, of just stuff that they're publishing coming out. And it all seems to be, you know, fairly well-received. Prey just came out and, and Prey was, uh, was, was uh, you know... Well-received. Well-received. So... So, you know, anything is kind of, you know, uh, you know. Plus, it's supposedly a new franchise entirely that they're going to debut. Yeah. So, you know, this seems like the most, um, uh, you know, like hard to hard to predict uh, studio among among all of them. Right. Yeah, Yeah. there's definitely this one is definitely a big question mark because. They could do a lot of different things, but we don't particularly know what they're going to commit to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that one I'll definitely be watching, and that should be really fascinating to see. I mean, we could see something new, more Doom content. It could be a sequel to the Doom reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really good game, you know? So, who knows? Uh, that'll be one to watch for sure. Uh, but there's not much we can say about it at present, which would then take us to, I think, the last two guys that we wanted to kind of mention... And neither of them are even having a press conference, but we expect that they'll be, like Activision, uh, making their presence known in other venues, which would be uh, Square Enix and Capcom. Yeah, so we kind of talked about Square Enix for a minute when I was talking about, um, you know, the Tokyo RPG Factory. Um, we they, they already announced, um, uh, not a sequel, uh, but just the, the second game for the, the like... Um, that studio for that studio. Yep. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll get some more information about, about that. Uh, but aside from any type of, um, you know, there's always going to be final fantasy 14 news. Um, I highly doubt Stormblood coming soon. Yep. Yep. I highly doubt we're going to, and, uh, um, what's a, a DLC for 15. Um, I doubt we're going to hear anything uh, Kingdom Hearts related that is of, of any merit or or worth. Kingdom um, Hearts, what's that? Huh? Oh, exactly. It yeah. Mar- it was this game that they made 15 years ago and won't shut up about. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, but that's it. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't... Well, there's, there's some more, because like we said, there's the City of Fighting game. They just... Yeah. By the way, one day, like, I actually looked at a, uh, like, one of Square's, like, um... I guess more of like a business side release. There's like 12 development units at Square Enix. Like they're a very big company. Uh, so there's a lot going on. Like for example, there's a Dragon Quest franchise. The Dragon Quest franchise, they are trying to have a little bit of a moment. They're really trying to push it here in North America. They just did the collaboration with um, with uh, Team Ninja W for it, Omega Force, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, for the Dragon Quest Heroes franchise. So they just did one and two. Um, they had recently done Builders, and I'm actually personally, Builders was pretty well received from basically the people our age that didn't understand Minecraft. So <laughs> uh, I'm hoping for a Dragon Quest Builders like sequel or re-release, particularly on the Switch, would be perfect. Uh, so that'd be great. This Dragon Quest Eleven in development for. I think for PS4, 3DS, and the Switch, so I'm expecting to hear more about that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, there was that game, World of Final Fantasy, from last year, which was actually pretty well received, but then everybody completely stopped talking about it. Uh, that's another game that I would like to hear them putting on the Switch. It was on the Vita, so this is not like a wild ask. Um, 15, you said there's going to be DLC. I'm crossing my fingers for the formal announcement of the PC version mm-hmm. uh, because they already been doing all the cock teasing, like with the NVIDIA demos and all this shit. So I'm like, all right, guys, just stop the bullshit and let's announce this and get this out the door and be done. Um, we mentioned 14. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that comes to mind, but 
the point I was making is that Square's got a lot that they could potentially talk about and put out there. Uh, especially because it seems like they are kind of scaling back on their they're really weird, if you ask me, uh, Western strategy. Yeah. Like, them with all these Western studios always felt like, I guess it made a certain amount of business sense when I looked at it personally, but it always felt like such a weird collab. Like, them owning the Hitman franchise always felt so off to me. Yeah. Uh, and even with them and the whole um, being behind Tomb Raider, again, off. But that worked out really well, didn't it? Because mm-hmm. uh, the new Tomb Raider games have been extremely well received. Uh, even if they might not have necessarily performed to Square's uh, preference. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that Square could put out too. And I'm hoping uh, we can see a good amount of stuff from them. Because the only thing that the, Square still does at least decent games it's just that de- development and getting them out the door is just such a shit show that it makes it so frustrating to deal with them. Yeah, it, they could really announce anything, but I think that this is going to be um, like a, 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 a not that wild of an E3 for them. There's a lot that they could announce, but it's all. I think it's all going to be stuff that makes sense and that we can kind of expect. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any huge bombshells. We yeah. might get a morsel on the 7 remake. They might do like some kind of short update just to make people feel like it's not going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Square, right? Yep. And then and uh, I'll just leave our good friends at Capcom. Uh, Capcom. Uh, Monster Hunter? But I'm, I'm <laughs> betting Monster Hunter is going to be like... The the the, uh, the the linchpin here, because Monster Hunter. If you ask me, Monster Hunter is the only real success story Capcom has got right now. Yeah. That and to a slightly lesser extent, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Uh, but Monster Hunter is like the really only. Like, this is flat out going really well. Nobody's got any problems. So I'm expecting they're going to double down on that. They finally are getting the Western uh, momentum and recognition that they've been chasing literally since the PSP days. Yeah. So I'm expecting them to build on that as much as possible, which is why I say the probability that they're going to formally announce Generations Ultimate, I'm betting it's going to be called, uh, for the West, I'm putting that at a pretty high probability. Nintendo would probably rate that as a very important game as well to be in a fall 2017 lineup. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So that's the big one. Uh, I think there was talk there might be like Resident Evil 7 DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows what the hell else they could potentially have up their sleeve. They need something though because yeah, the situation overall at Capcom is just not that great. Yeah. It, it's, it's not like they're they're just I not know as Marvel Infinite is coming. They said they're going to talk about Marvel Infinite, but even that is already like the community responses are. Eh. Yeah, it's just like for for how uh, important they seem, they just aren't that important, and it just seems that they should be more important. Um, so I I don't know. It, it, it on one side it seems like that they've got some ground to cover, but at, at the other time it's just like. Everybody knows about Capcom, and you're right, like, they've gotten so much more prominent in the West just because of Monster Hunter, and, you know, just general, like, esports coverage, and, and, you know, Street Fighter being a big part of the FGC, or, like, you know, just a huge chunk of that pie chart, but it's like... Even though nobody will stop complaining about how bad Street Fighter V supposedly is, so... Yeah. It's not like that situation is amazing, and, I mean... There were a lot of very legitimately bad things about SFI over the last year and a half or whatever of its existence, right? So that's why I say the only real success story they have to talk about is Monster Hunter. Yeah. A game that came out, financially performed well, and everybody's happy. Yeah. Like, that's the, that, that and, like I said, to a lesser extent, Resident Evil 7 is pretty much it. Everything else is varying degrees of shit show. Yeah, basically since 2014, Capcom has just been looking around the the boardroom table at like looking at like 
Monster Hunter results, and they're just like, can you guys believe this? Yeah, look pretty at much. This. They're like, look at this. Yeah. So, everybody else is like, you know, we need some help with, no, 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 no. Do you see these Monster Hunter numbers? Yeah, look, look at this. Everywhere. Look at these numbers. Yeah. So... <laughs> so yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's kind of uh, all we can you know really say without getting too you know wildly speculative. I think for everybody, um, we'll do our uh, you know E three wrap up episode once we once we know what all what, you know what all the announcements are and once the show's over and we'll be what watching the big it. ones are what are the implications all absolutely that and i'll be i'll be uh i'll be tweeting about it and and all that so you can uh you can follow us you can follow us talking about it on twitter at frog snacks uh while you're on there on your phone you can uh check us out on instagram as well at frog snacks podcast i'm really taking advantage of the uh switches uh uh screenshot button so there's some stuff up there from uh you know switch endeavors and uh, we've got our website, as always, frogsnacks.net. Got some written content up. Um, mine is coming. It's, it's almost done. And Frog's got another one on the way as well. And obviously, we're on iTunes. You can rate and subscribe and review to the podcast there. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Later, Peace. everybody.